after all that rigmarole with Jen and her mic this week. I know. And then I recorded an entire podcast without my mic plugged in yesterday. That's fantastic. Like, of course, that's what happened. Sorry, my housekeeper came and like everything's not where it should. It moved it all. Yeah. Biscuit, you okay? You got your mic on? All right. Biscuit's good. Check. She's ready. She is ready. Sarah, thank you for joining. How are you? Good, good. It's Friday. Whoop, whoop. We got Sarah Barrett here, executive editor, My Spirits Daily. So um, I originally, and we don't, we don't normally record on Friday, but um, I'd originally asked you to just come on real briefly to talk about the Delicato Coppola deal. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But now I really uh, honestly want to talk also about the Missouri I figured, yeah. <laughs> because I think that's a huge issue. And, and so uh, real quick on the on the Delicato deal. And first, let's just clear up why. I, I think I know the answer to this. But um, why is the Delicato winery called Delicato Winery when the family that owns it is called Indelicato? Well, as Jordan joked, it's like a quick way to fix it. <laughs> he said, "Is like I don't want to be indelicate. I'll be right. delicate." <laughs> no, I think that I didn't know that Jordan said that, but I think he's right. We've, we've <laughs> joked about that before. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we're not the first. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I guess if your name's like, if my name were Harry Poo Poo Maker, I'd probably change Maybe the name. Not want it. Yeah, my my winer would be called Harry, you know, Sunny Maker or something better. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, anyway, probably a smart move for Coppola, right? I mean, what are your thoughts on this deal? I mean, for both, I would think. Um, I mean, Delicato's just kind of been killing it lately. And I mean, Nielsen said that they were like the, the fastest growing winery in 2020. Uh, hmm. And they, I guess their um, criteria for that was like adding over a million cases and growing like 5% faster than the overall category. And what is their uh, their specialty is what uh, above $15 or what, well, Boda box is the majority of their business. So yes. Although, you know, the three liter box breaks down weird when it comes to price segments, because they, mm-hmm. you know, they technically it's right. premium because it's like what 20 ish or, you know, 18 to $20 for a three liter though, but you break that down and then it looks cheaper. Yeah. Right. Um, Break it down to seven fifties or whatever. The yeah, exactly. Listen to me but, trying yeah, to talk that's the like biggest I, one. I'm trying to talk like I'm I'm an expert in the wine business. <laughs> yeah, what what seven fifty quiz is that, um, Sarah? <laughs> right, biscuit. I mean, that's a lot of juice. You know what I'm saying? Literally a lot of juice. Yeah, yeah. I like that Coppola. He makes good juice, huh? Uh, you well, you know, he's not Ford. <laughs> certainly not making any movies right now. Probably. Um, I tell you on a, on just on a side note, my favorite director or one of them in the whole world is his daughter, Sophia. Yeah. I mean, that lost in translation is, it speaks to me. You would, <laughs> it hits, it hits me right here. I, you know, cause I can relate. I can relate to the character. Cause somebody who looks like Bill Murray got somebody who looks like Scar Joe. <laughs> no, he didn't get her first of well. all. And second of all, uh, no, just a sad old drunk in a bar, you know, just trying to get through the week, (laughs) just can't sleep. Um, I feel you, man. Yeah. 
I feel you. Um, uh, the one scene in that movie that's actually happened to me before is when he has those clips on the back of his jacket. You know how they they clip your jacket when they're doing photos or, mm-hmm. or videos so that you're you don't bunch up in front. Then they're you know, and, and when they forget to take them off, you're walking around like an idiot with those things on your back. Backs. <laughs> but I saw that when I saw that scene, I was like, oh my god, this I I can relate to this movie. The sort the Scarlett Johansson hookup deal. That's when it started being. Uh, I was losing my my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> this is That's, getting unrealistic. No, <laughs> this is where it lost me. <laughs> I was actually just making fun of that for like the new James Bond, because yeah. you know it's still Daniel Craig, and that's great. Love Daniel Craig as James no. Bond, right. but the woman he's with is yeah. like twenty. Well, no, <laughs> like and, you and, couldn't have found. And it, I don't mean to shock you, but he's my age. Like I think he is like fifty. Yeah, he is. And like, that's not to say he doesn't look good. Yes, he does. All right. But but that'd be like me. so weird. I I was like, no, he does. He does look better. He does look out of me, Matthew McConaughey and Daniel Craig. Who's the best looking? Who's about the three of those people who signs your paycheck? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, oh, okay. Biscuit. Who signs your who, who gives you Scooby snacks every day? Exactly. All right. Enough of that nonsense. I want to get to this, this lawsuit, this. So explain it to like, I'm a four-year-old. So, (laughs) so I mean, this is the reason why this is a big deal is because really we haven't had a case go a direct shipping case, go in front of the Supreme court since Granholm and Granholm really the only thing Granholm decided is that a, the 21st Amendment is legitimately legitimate or whatever they said. It's legitimate. But they also said that the Commerce Clause does have to mitigate the powers of the 21st Amendment. Mm-hmm. It's not just a free for all. You can do whatever you want. Right. Um, so actually what happened then and. Um, you know, they interpreted that to only apply to wineries and that's when retailers were like um excuse me and actually i didn't realize this until very recently that you know the national association of wine retailers who have been you know backing most of this legislation that's like part of their goal is that tom work yeah exactly gotcha yeah and they were founded in 2006 so it was in like direct response to the grand decision like the interpretation of it grand home was 2005 so, mm-hmm. and and I, I hope we're not boring our younger readers who have no idea what we're talking about, but just do a Google search. <laughs> this is, is a big deal. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so 2005 kind of mixed result in the Supreme court, but it did only apply to wineries. Tom work and his uh, clientele who are online retailers get uh, upset because they're excluded. So they sue. Um, and t- you know, Tom, uh, Tom's been a vocal, vocal proponent mm-hmm. of direct shipping, especially of wine, for years and years. I've yeah, he does know- not pull punches when he's a. Uh- no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he called me a tool once and on his uh, blog. And the sad thing is, he wasn't wrong. But um, anyway, uh, but uh, yeah. So, so what's so let so that's the back story. And so what's yeah. what's happened? They've been kind of unsuccessful. For the most part, right? So it's been a mixed bag. I feel like initially, only after, you know, not much happened between like 
the 2005, 2006, and it like ramped up again recently, you know, with like the total wine in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really kicked off. Like, I, I don't know how many it was. It was like six or seven filed like immediately after that Supreme court decision, uh, which struck down Tennessee's uh, residency requirement to obtain right. a liquor and, license. And, and let's, let's touch on that. So there's a couple of ways you can attack uh, a state law that prohibits an online retailer from shipping into the state. And a big one is if that state has a residency requirement where you have to live there in order to own a liquor store or liquor and license. And live there for there. like four or five years. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and so, you know, Texas had a residency law, which I think was struck down. Mm-hmm. So that that's where we have some states where it's struck down and some states where it's upheld. Mo- for the most part, the residency requirements now are getting bowled over They're but getting, i think because yeah. because that tennessee issue was very specific about residency requirements and what retailers were hoping is that that would spur the supreme court to also comment on out-of-state retailer shipping in general but right. they didn't take the bait i guess on that one <laughs> yeah that's uh, right but there's been so this is the now the second retailer trying to take the direct retailer shipping issue to the Supreme court. It was Lebemoff enterprises. They've been pretty active in the retailer shipping right. lawsuit arena. Right. Uh, but the Supreme court denied they, to hear that case in January. Uh-huh. Um, and I believe so- this, this uh, Florida retailer, that was filed like roughly around the same time as Lebemoff initially was too. that like 2016, 2017. And what's different about this one, this Missouri one. Was that the well, one the, what's, what's changed Missouri. They had an interesting, like <laughs> kind of chain of events that led to this, this lawsuit. Cause it was, you know, state law that was like pretty obviously excluding out of state retailers and, and letting, in-state retailers ship. Um, and then they were like, okay, fine. Well then now nobody can ship. And they were like, okay, great. Well then we'll drop the lawsuit. Like it's uh, 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 leveling down. They call that mm-hmm. in the biz, which is funny. Cause that seems to be what they have done a few times on the retailer front. But when it came to like producer side, they were like, okay, well we'll just level up then. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah. You're talking about the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then but then the Missouri like Division of Alcohol and Tobacco Control just interpreted a different statute that kind of gave in-state uh, retailers another in to deliver through a common carrier. And so then this Florida-based retailer Magnum Wine and Tastings came out and was like, okay, no, 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 no. Like I just right. <laughs> filed suit against this. this exact so that's what that, I mean, that that right there is what's changed. That's what's new, I think is the, the common carrier part of it. Mm. Um, that, that's the new hook that they're trying to hook. And, and by the way, I mean, we talked about Tom Wark. There's another character who has been common throughout this entire journey. Uh, and that's uh, uh, James Tamford. Tamford oh, yeah. has been the attorney on the retailer's side. I mean, he was, I think he was the Granholm attorney, but he's, I think he's one that's usually behind these retailer lawsuits and, or, and winery lawsuits. He's always, uh, uh, been a, uh, he's, he's the big, the big dick lawyer out there mm-hmm. on that front. Um, so, well, interesting. We'll see how that, that plays out. You know, it, it, <clears throat> like I said 
re- more recently, um, all of this seems to uh, uh, all, all of this seems to be a lot of a two about nothing. I mean that that uh, you know I shouldn't have given out my cell phone number on the on the podcast. It just rings all day. I have no I idea. Feel like every time you do it, you regret it. This is or- not the first time. <laughs> Orange City, Florida. Maybe it's um, Magnum Wine and Tasting. It might be. <laughs> Are they listening? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, because it, if a if a client if a customer a consumer wants uh, this uh, any kind of brand of something, they can usually just get it through through an app through you know through Drizzly or whatever. I mean, not every brand, but if you can get distribution in the state, then the consumer could get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the whole point is that you want a, a system that's accountable instead of having a hundred suppliers shipping directly to consumers that no, nobody's tracking. I mean, there's no way to track that unless you get the, unless you get UPS and FedEx to do it, which they won't. I mean, they, I mean, they, you know, it's not their, it's not their legal job to do it. In other words, they're not licensed. I think that was something that states have been looking into lately as they got cracked down on direct shipments from everybody mm-hmm. uh, they've been looking at reporting has been kind of a, a crux, I suppose to it. Uh, so they're looking at, okay, who, who can give us all the reports? And I guess technically they're not required, required to give them, but that's like strongly suggested you hand those reports over or yeah. keep track of that. Um, but yeah. it was interesting that that is something that the Florida retailer brought up is they're like, People want things delivered online. They expect something different now. And we essentially, they're saying, Supreme Court, we need you to provide some type of clarification that like lets us toe this line between regulating beverage alcohol, you know, differently, obviously, than any other commodity or right. uh, products versus like bringing it into, you know, this century. <laughs> right. Well, You know, I guess the I guess if you are a three tier advocate, you know, a wholesaler advocate, you would probably just want the Supreme Court to take a pass. <laughs> well, uh, and so that's when Levimoff filed. There were a few people that they they assumed that they wouldn't take it. I mean, they ended up being correct that they didn't take it uh, because they were like technically that Total Wine in Tennessee case addressed this this issue ish and right. they're like they most likely oh, i forget who it was now said you know they they like to let something like that kind of percolate for more than you know a year or two and they're like so let yeah. this you know decision do something <laughs> and then right. maybe we'll revisit the issue between the 21st amendment and the commerce clause that's exactly right well put because there are other lawsuits out there also, it, with There's this like exact eight. issue, yeah, it's like eight. So the Supreme Court has no reason at this point to. to I, I don't think I'm no lawyer, but to take the issue when there's more case law out there that needs to be resolved or at least looked at, you know, I think they they'd rather have the lower courts resolve a lot of these cases till it funnels up to a big one, you know, defining case before they'll accept it. That's what I'm told, and I don't know if we're there yet. Uh, or if they're there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but can't we just all get along, Sarah? <laughs> you know, I mean, right, Biscuit? She doesn't know. She doesn't get along with anybody. What are you up to this weekend? Anything fun? I don't think so. I'm hoping to do nothing. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> so last yeah. weekend, I helped my brother and my parents move, and it was hot as balls outside. <laughs> oh, my God. All day. Why would like, you agree to that? Because they're sneaky and they're like, we've helped you move like two or three times. See, the, guilt you. The move there is to is to say you do it and then and then just pretend like you're sick or something. <laughs> that's that's that would be my move. <laughs> we did like roll in. <laughs> my mom was like, "We'll all meet here at eight a.m." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, and we get there like 9 30 ish with our like coffee in hand and we just start eating donuts that are there <laughs> game for I'll the be food with you in a minute <laughs> yeah well all right well that's all i had thanks for jumping on this one um everything else okay good week it's been it's it kind of busy and really big news this week yeah. i mean yeah lots of news good All right. Well, thanks, Sarah. Have a good weekend. And listen, thank you for drinking wine and spirits. Appreciate (laughs) you. (laughs) Ciao. As I say.